What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So today, I'm delighted to announce we've got another special guest on. We've got Mr. JK Physique. John Kirk, who is a really, really good coach, I've had the pleasure of knowing for quite a long time now. We've worked on the same mentorship together. We've met a couple of times as well. And yeah, a pleasure to have him on board. Uh, JK, how's things? Chris, good. Uh, appreciate you having me on, mate. Um, let's hope this, this this talk doesn't go in depth. People know I can talk and talk and talk. <laughs> uh, the, the passion and, and that I have for the industry, mate, just like you, um, mm. you know, we, we like to educate and, and, and put out the realism that is the fitness industry, which is full of myths, right? Mm. 100%. We'll uncover a lot of those today. That's going to be one of the biggest talking points. Give us a bit of a background into uh, how you got into coaching and kind of where things are at with you at the moment. I think like a lot of people, mate, it's the love for the industry. Um, although, right or wrong, I know a lot of uh, personal trainers fall in because they just like the idea of the job rather than the love of the job. Um, say no more on that one. But um, in, in, in terms of myself, I was actually an engineer by trade. Um, and it was sort of always trained my whole life, um, sort of a very decent level uh, sports guy, runner, swimmer, did everything, was good at everything, but never good enough to make it. Um, and I've always trained. And then the years were then I got into competing and things. It was like coaching on the side, helping people, building that experience um, before it got to a point like a lot of people use lockdown for the correct reasons, develop business, time to, to push on, no job security. And since then, mate, I've never looked back. Um, JK Physique was born. So all in all, I think part-time and full-time coaching about five years. Um, and, and since then, it's just gone from strength to strength and education to education and, and putting that out. That's awesome, mate. You've um, obviously branched into supplements as well, right? So we still got JK Supps going. Yeah, so it's a it's a slow burner. Um, uh, people within the industry, most people just see protein, protein, multivitamin, multivitamin. People potentially don't understand the quality differentiation in products, which mm. most people that have whey protein will say it doesn't mix well, it doesn't taste well, it doesn't digest well. So uh, with anything, I, I wanted to plug the holes of the industry. It's got to taste good. It's got to mix well on top of being a quality product. But trying to get people understanding that's difficult. So as a very small beginning company, trying to get people to make a jump from what they've always had is difficult. Um, but, you know, it, it's like anything. We, we keep pushing it, we keep trying. Um, and hopefully, like, like with coaching, people see the realism of the end result and the quality of that product and service and then jump over that line. 100%. Sounds good. I mean, that's actually a pretty good starting point for us to be fair so what we were going to talk about on today's podcast um is basically just go through all the kind of myths all the things that me and jk have seen over the years with coaching that we believe to be false like we both like to think that we're good coaches we like to power the right information to our clients and kind of uncover a lot of the bullshit so today we just thought we'd shoot the shit on uh, some of the biggest myths some of the biggest bullshit that we see in the industry and supplements is actually probably a pretty good place to start as obviously that is somewhere that there is a lot of bullshit um, yeah. what would you say from a supplements perspective is kind of pushed out? Why is it pushed out? Are, are there any supplements that you believe to be a bit of a waste that you think a lot of people spend money on? Diet way and weight gainer. <laughs> yeah. so, and I, I did a video on this, must have been about two years ago. Um, so 
I get asked a lot, are you bringing out a diet weight? Are you bringing out a mass gainer? And the answer is no. And they're like, why? And it's like, from a business standpoint and the way that people get manipulated in, into the industry, I'm probably leaving money on the table. From a realism standpoint, if you, if you basically, and I, I did it with like, um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to call another protein, another supplement company, the fact that I own one and whether that's going to class us on the book. Um, <laughs> I, another, another company that rhymes with um, protein and, and the opposite yeah. to your, your protein, um, they they have a <laughs> they have a, a, a diet weight and a mass gainer. And if you were to look at the the back of the diet weight um, and the the normal way, everything is per serving or per hundred grams on on most things, right? Now. Mm-hmm. We take, in my opinion, a protein shake to increase your protein content throughout the day and ease up that snack and, and, and in structure. So why would we want to take a diet way that they have reduced the amount of protein in to save a bit of calories? But the problem that I have with it is that the description that they use is that to save on calories and to give it a diet way, we remove the carbohydrates. As we both know as a myth in the industry that carbs get a bad name that carbohydrates are more, but we know that the amount of calories in a carbohydrate is exactly the same as protein. So why are, you, why, are you, why are you pulling the carbs? But what they do is they reduce the carbs, slightly reduce the protein and increase the fiber. But fiber is yeah. carbs. Hard, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, it is a type of carbohydrate. So they are very clever with that, knowing that people won't really understand it. Now, when I say that on the back of it, it is a hundred grams. Not many people, no one really has a hundred grams of whey. It will be 20, 25, 30, depending on what you're having it with. So when you look at the differentiation over a normal serving from diet weight to whey, you're talking 20 calories. So yeah. for me, it's like, why, why would you save 20 calories over a supplement that you are using to increase protein content when you're saving the calories by increasing fiber and reducing the protein? It makes zero sense. So that's the same with mass gainer. If you, they tell you to take something like 100 grams of it to increase your calories, but if you took 100 grams of the normal protein, there's more calories in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, it, it just doesn't fit well. You can argue that, that you know, more protein might uh, disrupt your digestion a bit and that it's higher carbs in the mass gainer, but from, from a, a supplement standpoint, it's a big, big myth that people fall, which is why I say to every client, Forget the, the, the others, just have a normal way and manipulate the amount to dictate the calories that you want. Yeah, whey protein always, that's the only recommendation I've really given. I mean, there's I mean, arguably like casein protein has got some benefits, but I just think for the value that it's going to cost you to, to buy a casein as well, I would personally just save your money. Like if you want to have some in the evening, you know, go for like some yogurt or something like that. I think for anyone who's not... Sorry, mate. We can yeah, we can talk on. like that things are slightly different and better, but for for the most majority, when you're chasing that one two percent differentiation, it's only going to make a difference if you're hundred percent on every other fundamental, which ninety nine point nine nine percent of people are not. Um, mm. I, I I advise normally a multivitamin because I believe that not everyone is bang on with every macronutrient they need, depending yeah. where you are in the country, depending on the the the, the your race, your colour of your skin. I would um I will I would recommend a vitamin D, especially in the UK. So in the winter months, 
Um, and then it's just a dietary assessment. Are you deficient in anything? Do you not like fish? Do you not like eggs? Do we need to look at some omegas? Like, yeah, that's yeah. then when it comes from a more dietary assessment from, from a base. Most people will work well with a whey protein to increase the protein content um, a multivitamin to fill all the holes that they're not sort of hitting with the dietary needs and then a vitamin D to potentially, because most people are locked away all day. Apart from that, they branch out, mate, and hit and miss on benefits depending on your lifestyle. Yeah, no, I would I would definitely agree. I think that the problem is, like, I mean, I used to take like one of those mass gainers like back in the day. <laughs> the thing is, like, they, they serve it to you, like you say, it's like a 100 gram serving. They literally give you like a spade. So you think you're getting like a really good deal. You buy like five kilos of it. And this like spade comes out and you actually end up getting through it in about a week and they just literally pump it full of absolute shit. So they just put like dextrose in it. Just like all these like really cheap ways of like bulking it out and be like, oh, it's a mass gainer. It's like, it's full of so much crap that if you just make your own mass gainer, which is what I used to do when I was bulking, 100 grams of oats, peanut butter, milk, you know, whatever, you're going to save money. You're also going to have like proper whole food single ingredients that are fucking way better for you. So it's, it's just a no-brainer. It's the same with the diet way. Like, I, I agree. Like, they put, do they put, like, HMB in it or something? Or, like, some, like, dietary supplement, like, that apparently helps you lose fat? I don't know, something like that. But It's, it's tough, know. though, because, you know, we, we try and not be derogatory or patronising, because if you don't know, you don't know. And there's no problem mm-hmm. in not knowing. The problem is that not many people will out and out just say it as it is. And it's not that I've got an opinion, oh, I believe you shouldn't have diet way. I'm providing the facts of... You're having yeah. that because you're trying to see the word diet and reduce calories. It's marketing, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. diet way. Oh, I need that. Like, whey protein doesn't sound as sexy, does it? But no. when you understand... You There's not enough realism in the industry, mate. Too many people after that money. And like I said, I'd probably leave a lot of money on the table by not going down the same route. But I'm just too real. I can't I can't say things that aren't right. You know, oh, yeah. like, like with... Like with a lot of coaches will say, eat what you want, lose weight. They're appealing to a huge um, portion of the population that go, that's what I want to hear, mm. not what I need to hear. And people will buy into what they want. You're telling me that I can still have a Mackey's and lose weight? Sign me up. Um, if I say, actually, no, we need to work on it because it's not as nutri- nutritional um, quality, you know, it's not going to fulfill you, your digestion's oh, yeah. not going to be as good, etc. etc. There's a reason why you have it from an emotional standpoint, which means that you always crave certain things. They don't want to hear that because the outcome mm-hmm. is, but I rely on those because I'm sad, and I rely on those because I've had a bad week, and I rely on those because I'm lazy and I'm, 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 it's convenient to just go through a drive through, but even though I sit there for 20 minutes because the queue's massive, I actually could have cooked something. Um, that's what people don't want to hear. So, yes, again, a lot of people will not come to me for coaching um, because I don't make it sound pretty. I make it sound real. On the flip side, a lot of people are fed up with the bullshit and go, it's now time I need this realism and I need to I need to be sorted. But then it's always the results that do the talking, isn't it? Because like at the end of the day, like the coaches that preach you can eat whatever you want and use use IFYM to get results, like they, they're, they're not the ones that have got these like, amazing transformations like we know that to build an absolutely you know world-class body like you can't pump your body for this shit food and just say oh i'm, I'm in my calories i've hit my macros today like it, it just doesn't work and like, how long can you actually hold that down for because all the foods that people actually like their favorite foods they're all like highly palatable foods that just cause you to eat more and more and more and more so 
you know, realistically, there's not many people that can sit there and eat their favorite foods and still stay within their calories, you know, have good That's digestion, good energy, good performance. No chance. If you could, the best physiques in the world would be doing it. And they don't. Yeah. It's why every every person that you follow that's got the best physique will show whole nutritious foods with a dabble of things that help the taste buds. And, you know, when we spoke previously, it's why you see coaches that portray what they show. So can you lose weight eating what you want? Yes, because it's calories. Mm. But the coach that shows that lives that. And the coach that lives that, it's why you see them yo-yo diet. And it's why then that person will wear... If it's a female coach, they'll wear the leggings mm. around the nipples to hide the belly. So we we've got we've got to look at you're you're trying to you too many people are short sighted. I want to get here. And it doesn't matter what, what I do to get there, I'll get there. No one actually then sits down and assesses will I stay there? The protocols that I'm using to get there will that embed to keep me in shape. And the coaches that see that short term going, but I did do this process and I did lose weight. They never, I don't get why they don't sit there going, but I gained it all back. And that's why I'm now hiding my belly, wearing stuff around, yeah, around yeah, the, top, yeah. the top part of my body. Why do they sit back going, yes, I, I can lose weight, but I'm never staying in that shape. Um, and it's because they themselves they will never admit this because as you know the industry is full of of, of egos is that mm-hmm. they too have no self-control over the cravings and the behaviors running a coaching business mate is stressful right we're busy and if you mm-hmm. don't have that mental resilience it's so easy to go what a day let's have this i'm so tired let's have this and it's always those more convenient more palatable highly processed high calorie low volume foods that is what people have. So if you're telling people to have those foods but reduce them, where do you where do you end up? The, the, their emotions at some point in their life after they've lost the weight will still control them because they've not control, controlled them. It's been, it's been vice versa. So over time, the emotions will take back control. The foods that they've always kept in the diet have slowly started to increase again and they gain the weight back. And ultimately, you have that type of food You've not got as much energy. You know yourself, mate. How many clients say to you, Chris, since I've started these these types of foods within my plan that I've normally not had, I can jump out of bed. I've got so oh, yeah. much energy. Mm. You, regard, you drop the amount of McDonald's, crisps, chocolate that you have, you lose weight, but you haven't got the energy. So mm. long oh, you just sit there and go, lost two stone, but I'm, I'm knackered. And it's like, let, let's let's understand why. Let's break the problems down. And a big asset for me, and, and one thing I always push is, what is the main issue with people getting in shape and staying in shape? It's control over food. People's emotions control what they do and act. And unless you work on that and kind of go cold turkey for a bit. Um, I mean, one myth, let's just roll on to a myth. What is, and you might see this different, mate. Um, What's your intake on the um, the the restriction cycle, the craving cycle? Well, like, what do I sort of like? How do I approach it in terms of with like clients and stuff? What's my opinions around it? Yeah, just what's your opinion on that? Because a, a lot of coaches will say if you restrict food, you want it more. But my inter- my mm-hmm. take on that again, uh, there is more than one way to skin a cat, and we all have different coaching methods. But in my opinion. 
before a client signs up to, to you, me, or another coach, they were doing what they wanted to do, which if they've out of shape, we can potentially argue that they were having more of the foods that they shouldn't have because of busy, tired convenience. All of a sudden, they come to a coach and the coach says, you're not allowed ice cream because I know that you can't control your cravings. You're eating too many calories out of the ice cream, which diminishes the amount of food that we can have, which lowers your performance, energy, and, and, and hunger. They'll go, oh, I had ice cream three weeks in because you told me I couldn't have it, so I craved it. Because yeah. if you tell someone that they can't have it, they want it more. But if I told you you couldn't have heroin, would you want it more if you've never had it? You wouldn't. You want it more because you've had it before. And you're telling me that it's my fault that you binged on it. But before you come to me, you were binging on it. So what? But before you come to me, no one said you couldn't have it. So evidently, it isn't the fact, in my opinion, that I've now pulled it away from the diet to control. It's the fact that you didn't have control in the first place. Um, and that's what we need to work on. We need to work on that and make you resilient going, yes, I feel like this, but I'm not going to give in. And if you build that resilience, which can take a long time, then as life happens, when you're not with a coach, you don't always choose that food. You'll choose better options. You might go to the gym when you stretch, you might go to the walk, you might listen to a book, you might listen to this podcast, whatever it is. And that's my intake, uh, my, my sort of take on that. I don't know whether you, you agree or whether I, Yeah, you... no, I, I agree with the same thing. Like, I think for me now, like, there are certain foods that I just know that I won't eat. Like, there's certain foods in my diet that just don't provide me with any kind of, like, reward or fulfillment. I just remove them. Um, and I think that's the same with certain clients as well. Like, when they kind of see the benefits of, of eating much better foods, like some of the foods that clearly, you know, we put on our clients' plans, they kind of realize that actually those foods they were eating before aren't really going to serve them that much anyway i like, don't get me wrong there's going to be times and stuff that you know everyone just eats a eats a box of chocolates or eats some ice cream but i think you just got to really think about like i put up a post recently just almost like thinking a little bit before you eat food about some of the decisions and like how that food's actually going to make you feel so like before i'm you know choosing a certain meal or whatever or i'm going shopping i'd always think to myself like is it worth eating that food if it's going to like compromise my energy if it's going to compromise my mood if it's going to maybe like negatively impact my body composition this is not me saying eating one meal is going to make you fat but at the same time if you go all in on certain foods and you know you start building up a bit of an addiction towards them then that is going to lead down one route and that is going to potentially negatively impact you so like for example i I don't remember the last time i ate a donut like does not something that i want to eat i know how shit they are like it's just not something that ever will provide me with enough satisfaction to go down that route so i think it's just about choosing like picking your battles like with anything like you you don't need to you know give up everything every, all the food that you like but i think that you just need to know like what are those triggers like what are those foods that are going to cause you to to build up you know that addiction and want to have it again like i'm a big believer in just eliminating certain foods from your environment so unfortunately obviously i live on my own so i don't have kids that have got you know cupboards of food yeah. and shit because that is a conversation i'm having with clients quite often oh you know i went into my kids uh, pantry or whatever but i think if you can create an environment that's like going to allow you to succeed it's going to make a massive difference you know don't go out and buy shitty foods and put them in your cupboard uh when you know you're there because all it takes is it can be a bad day and a bad decision and before you know it you know your your balls deep in a bag of biscuits <laughs> so, look yeah. at that as my clients know that I, I say it as it is and, and a, one one client summed it up quite well jk takes no bs he says it, it is but he knows how to put an arm around you and i like that 
And I said to a client that said it's really hard, like you said there, you know, we have a different um, fridge full, the pantry, because we've got kids. Okay, yeah. stereotypical comment, stereotypical way that kids get treats and have these foods, right? Because it's palatable. We want the kids to feel good. But I said to a client, you live that life. So you live and eat and drink the foods that you provide to your children. Yet that life, that intake has put you into a position where you look in the mirror and don't like yourself, where you have no energy, where you're fed up of your health. Why are you letting your kids follow that path? Because evidently yeah. your kids are going to end up needing the coach where you are. Could you go as far to say so that? And it's like, oh, what? and it's like, I'm not saying you're a bad parent. You're, you're, you're in the, the, the majority of the way everyone is. And it's not to say that kids can't eat, drink and have whatever, but we all have these foods because they taste good. We don't have them from any any other benefit from what the, than they taste. You can argue potentially sugary carbs help replenish glycogen post-workout, etc. But from a just a, let's just eat that, it, it serves no nutritional benefit in my opinion. So we only eat those foods because they taste good. Yet it's put you in a position you don't like yourself. Why are you letting your kids copy? Yeah. And it, I always say like it's it's true and it's valid, but it's like tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that you so won't, won't be where you're at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to. I mean, I've never really kind of thought of it in that in that way, but of course, like, want to be setting an example, like, to, especially you want to be setting an example to your kids. I think it's almost just like engraved, isn't it? That like, oh, I should almost let my kids have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and ha have pudding and stuff, but. Actually, yeah, like, you know, so, do we want them to go down the same route and the same issue that, that you know, when, potentially that, that person's in? When I was studying, um, like, childhood child, childhood obesity and, and diabetes, um, it, it was clear to see that, again, it's just people are dictated by life. So most parents will, if a kid refuses after a couple of times, they give in. Oh, it's not worth the argument. Don't want it, don't have it. Um, well, you need to be actually keeping kids trying food for up to 12 times before they can accept it. What parent do you know will fight 12 times in a row? Normally two times in, right, forget it, have it. Because I get it. But no one willing to put in the work long term to know that I need my kid to be like this. What, I, I forgot what I was going to say and it's come back. How, how do you deal with the myth of when we talk about this on um, where coaches, PTs and, and, and general population people will say that if you don't eat certain foods, it means you're boring. Yeah, that that's one thing that really frustrates me because I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things that holds people back though, isn't it? Because they don't want to be perceived as being boring. They don't want to be the, uh, the different person. Everyone wants to be a sheep. So I think that's where it just comes down to you have to be have to be single-minded and strong-minded when it comes to getting in shape and understand that I always say this to people that like being in good shape being healthy you are going to be in the minority like you know our society does not support being in good shape and being healthy and, and having a good body and I think that like that's what people need to realize so if you're constantly just going to be you know like wanting to fit in with everybody else then you're never really going to truly be happy because I think deep down like you know I don't want to like kind of piss on anyone's parade but a lot of people probably 
don't feel particularly happy with with how they look and, and don't have the confidence that they want but you know they're kind of just happy to just fit in and you know maybe be average like like a lot of other people so if you the want to life you need to be problem, you need to be okay with people boring the problem you'll have mate saying that is because you are very lean year in year out people will rather than saying do you know what you, you make sense they'll protect their own ego and and potential life that they're not fulfilled in and go mm. ah well you're boring this and that and it's like am I or am I actually really happy not because I'm shredded not because I've got abs 12, 12 months out of the year but just because the food and the lifestyle I have doesn't put me in a state where I've got no energy doesn't put me in a state where I'm hiding in clothes it's not just for me that physical appearance on what people perceive mm. I see your physique and I go hard work dedication other people see your physique and go boring. James Smith is one of the biggest advocates, mate, to, to why the industry is so bad because he will slate mm. you like no tomorrow. Oh, 100%. Where's, where's, yeah. his, where's, where's his results? Where's his backing? He can't yo yo. He yo yo's diet. He's got no control over his food. So he can't talk realism. Yeah. You know, he, he, he did a video not so long ago about um, he found Clem Buchol in his drawer. Bullshit. You had that to hand because you lived in Australia and when you were back home, you weren't still in your drawer, mate, because that had been cleared out. You had them knowing that you can't diet yourself. You're a failed dieter. Mm. You, cause, and it's not that you don't know what to do. And I say to everyone, information is not the issue. Implementation is. He knows how to diet. He can't. And he can't because he can't control his environment, his behaviours around his now busy, busy life and food and the social side. But he will tell everyone else that can do that, but they're boring. But I'll go, if I don't eat chocolate, why does that make me boring? Define boring, define enjoyment. And I feel that most people define enjoyment around food and drink because everything we do is based around food and drink for enjoyment. Let's go on holiday, can't wait to get pissed. Let's go Christmas, can't wait to stuff my face. Yeah, Let's so go true. birthday party. Let's have an event at work. The boss buys everyone pizzas. They'll never come in with a fruit platter. So everything we do from a subconscious level that's a good and enjoyable time is around food and drink. So when we're feeling shit, when we're feeling a little bit down, our subconscious, in my opinion, will go, let's have a pick-me-up. A pick-me-up is normally these food and drinks in that good time. Let's have it. Yeah, that's not that doesn't, that doesn't make that the opposite isn't boring. Like, uh, define it's like a coping mechanism. Like, it's people's coping mechanism, isn't it? Like, yeah, they will gravitate towards food and drink. Sometimes, obviously, drugs, alcohol. Obviously, that's 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 even worse. But I think often, yeah, like you say, it's people when they have a bad day, you know, bad week. It's always that mechanism is is, is directly towards food. I think if we can change that. Which don't get me wrong, it's it's not easy. Then no, that's going to solve most people's problems. It's it, the 30, 40 years in, mate, potentially, of, of the, the behaviours that they've lived. But it, you, when you say this, even if you put it in, in the nicest way, people still take it as derogatory. I've been called uh, a patronising, derogatory, bully, prick, you name it. It's like, <laughs> it's like when people say, I'm on medication, I can't lose weight. It's like the medication isn't calories. What the medication is yeah. doing, like everything else, is changing your hunger, cravings, and behaviours. Um, well, you're not a doctor, you can't tell me that. Right, okay, not a problem there. Carry on blaming the medication. Um, and again, there's different levels of, of 
of dealing with things from trauma and things like that, and people find it difficult. Mm. But ultimately, the vast majority blame world, and it's a fixed mindset. A, a growth mindset on that side is, wow, lots of things are happening to me, but what do I need to do to take control of it? Rather than, life's shit, always me, always me. And they just stay in that. And then the, the, the video I did the other day about like the holiday, people then look for an escape from the reality that is their life. The life that they say they're not bored in. The life that they call you boring for, for living. So you say, I'm happy most days. I live in Dubai. I, I eat the food that, I, that keeps me energized. I feel good. I look good. I don't need to book a holiday to escape reality. You on the hand are calling me boring, which means that you're not boring and you're full of life. You're the party goer. Yet you still have to put all your effort, time and savings to escape that enjoyable life and go on holiday. Why? Mm. Yeah. Don't, if you, would you really escape and go on a holiday? I mean, define holiday, but um, if, if life was so enjoyable and you weren't bored, when reality is that most people are not fulfilled in, in what they're doing, and it isn't just the career, it's just because the food that they are stuck in this rut eating in their convenience and busy lifestyles make them feel a certain way. And that way yeah. is that they're just not fulfilled with energy. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the problem is as well, like going back to what you said a second ago, is like people kind of associate like being in good shape or getting in good shape with this like real pain and misery and restriction, like especially, you know, like things like that. It's like, yeah, like, so, like, obviously, like, a lot of what, and there's stuff I like about James with, there's stuff I, you know, I don't agree with as well, and, like, you know, a lot of what he says is, like, if you six-pack Pete, if you've got a six-pack, you're boring, and, you know, you you don't do this, you don't do that, and I think, like, that's when people are like, oh, well, I can't have a six-pack and, like, be in good shape, so it almost stops people from getting started, because they're like, I don't want to restrict, I don't want to not go out on the weekend and have a beer, I don't want to eat a burger and, you know, every now and then, so they think that because that's what's associated with being in good shape, that, oh, I'm not going to ever be able to do that, and that's why I make the effort, the conscious effort, to show on my story, like, if I am going to go out, I will have whatever I want, pizza, burger, I had a pizza at the weekend and watched the rugby, like, and I know my position is, you know, I'm not saying that it's the same as everyone else, I've been training for a long time, built a lot of muscle, can eat more food, all that kind of stuff, but I think the point is, is like, people understood that actually they can still have a very enjoyable life whilst being in good shape. And that's not necessarily having a six pack because like I say, I don't think that's not defining good health and there's a lot of insecure bodybuilders. So I'm not saying that, you know, being in great shape is going to solve all your problems, but you can be very happy and confident with your body whilst having a very flexible, enjoyable lifestyle, regardless of what you see on the internet. And that's what I think it's a byproduct. A lot of people focus on getting the physique. If you, if you understand food and, and eat well, you can eat foods like like we're saying, and, and you don't have to eat grass to to, to get abs. Um, mm. But a lot of people are stuck in that mindset. And a lot of people are stuck in that rut, and like you say, they don't do it. But what what people need to understand is that the people that have that opinion don't know. So how many clients do you have where they're losing weight and people around them are going, I think you've lost too much weight. You need to stop, and it's like, oh, mate, who's that is the worst that? thing, isn't it? Yeah, that does my head in. I had a client literally who did a shoot, actually, really, really good client. He's probably gonna, he's probably gonna listen to this, uh, Pete, and um, he literally put in our Facebook group, 
And I think he was quite upset at the time, but by the way that he put it in there, he was like, I've just been absolutely grilled by my mates saying that I've lost too much weight, I, I look skinny, like, what am I doing? Um, really, like, pissing on his parade, like, really, like, you know, like, when this guy had dieted really hard to, to, to get in shape for his photo shoot. And obviously, like, you know, a lot of support in, in the group and stuff, which I thought was really good. But um, what was interesting is this, what I always say to people is, like, he did the shoot, got his photos back, you know, looked incredible, did, did a really, really good job. And then I think he messaged me like a week after when he, he showed me a screenshot and he was like, this, this guy's asked me how I got in shape. He's interested in coaching. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I told you this would happen. I told you like people will always do this because they are seeing a result that they could never do themselves. So it, it's their instinct to try and pull you down. And I think that's what our, a lot of our society is now. It's like, instead of like patting someone on the back, it's like, pull them down, like, try and stop yeah. them from succeeding. That, fuck, it does my head in. It really... First they will laugh. First they yeah. will laugh. Then they will be intrigued. Then they want to know. Mm. And it's the same mm. thing time and time again. And I always say to people, like, who are the people saying it to you? Your nan? Old school thinking that you're just eating grass? Have you seen the diet? And, I'm again, I'm, I'm very open. I go, whoever's saying it, Let's get on a call with them. Get them on a call with you, me, me, and we'll discuss. If they are, are they concerned about your health? Are they concerned that I'm, I'm, I'm a, 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 a unprofessional coach? Uh, I'm not qualified. I'm not nutritionally trained. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm putting you in harm's way. If they are truly concerned, I want to make sure that they understand my skills, experience. Get them on a call. Only one person's ever took me up on that. The rest, like, I'm not speaking to him. Ego. If you are calling me and you've got concern, I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to make, make your concerns at ease. And if you're still not happy, report me. They never will. Yeah. Because they know full well on that call, I'm going to sit down and go, how's your diet? How's, how's your diet? <laughs> here's, here's a screenshot of your partner's diet right now. They're not under eating. Here's a screenshot of your friend's diet. They're eating more food than you from a volume standpoint. So... You that skips breakfast has three coffees and then a takeaway in the evening. How can you sit there and go, I think you're going too far? You don't. So I say to the client, it is, I can't tell you to just ignore it. No matter what level you're at, comments will make you feel and, 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 and uneasy and, and, and not supporting that journey. No matter potentially how, how iron-minded iron you are. But it's unless it's someone that's got authority in what they're saying they're in their industry they can prove the backing they've got the information they can say this isn't healthy because it's full of shit i'm not going to listen to anyone in that position and it's funny because if you sat there and you went to the pub a lot of people think they can't go to the pub and socialize without drinking it's like you're not going to drink you're going to socialize you can be in the moment why has it changed what you're holding in your hand whether it's got throth on it or not so i say that in that moment if you are happy, you're still with your friends. Why are they so bothered what you drink? Because I said, let's flip it on the other side. If you were an al a recovering alcoholic, and when you were an alcoholic, you turned to drugs, you lost your family, you lost your job, you were homeless, you were in the worst position, I guarantee then, if you ever went, I'm going to have a pint, you're, if they were real friends, they would go, no, you're not. And they'd support you in that. Why is it any different if you just make the decision not to drink from a health standpoint, just because it didn't send you to far? People, people 
uh, bad. Would you would you take your friend to a casino if they were a gambling addict that they've just lost a mortgage on on a bad? No. But then would mm. you call a normal person boring that wouldn't go there? People have to or no, will only appreciate people's decisions if they see it at the far end of the spectrum rather than just appreciating people's decision to, to just be who they want to be. You do you, I'll do me. If I drink a Diet Coke yeah. and you are having a pint, how does that affect you really? And all it can come down to, and again, it's difficult for me and you and other people that stay in shape year round to say, because then it adds to the comment, is it's jealousy. But if we say you're jealous, that just says, wow, you see, you are full of yourself, so you can't win, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as well as like, it's in the moment, like, you know, people might get, if you were to make a different decision and, you know, not have the alcohol, yeah, you might get a little bit of stick, but it's never anything that happens in, in the long run. No one's going to be like, do you remember when we went out, you know, on the 3rd <laughs> of June, you alcohol? Like, it's, no one, no one cares. So I think it's just like that, in the moment opportunity where you know say no stick to your guns and then further down the line like no one's actually going to give a shit and like we just discussed a minute ago like when the result comes in and people can see how much fitter confident stronger better you are better off you are by not drinking so much so that's when people start to ask questions i had a guy that again one of our one of our shoot clients that um that's done really well and he literally said to me i used to go out the weekend and have like 12 pints and like he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't even want to do that. It's just not something that, you know, he would even associate with himself and how much better he feels. And, you know, he doesn't get any any stick or anything from his mates anymore because, you know, they can see how much happier, yeah. happier it is. So care, people that like you, the people that are worth having in your circle, like they're actually never going to care in the long run do anyway, are they? They're always going to be supportive, but they should be supportive. Do you, do you think it comes from sort sort and, and, and again, I'm, I'm quite real to both sides, that certain people will get in unreal shape and grow the ego and be lying over a hired Lamborghini putting oil all over the body and pe people then see that if you start to get in shape that they feel that you love yourself. For most mm. people, it's just a newfound confidence. They don't go to that level. They just wear tighter tops because they're not hiding in them. But the, the bottom line is, if you are a real friend and a real partner, Regardless of how that person looks, if their head is held high and they're smiling and they're happier, wouldn't you want them to be doing what they're doing to be happy? Like yeah. I say to clients, I have no expectation on how you should look. You should get out the shower naked, look in the mirror and like what you see. When you put your clothes yeah. on, you should like what you see. That is very individual to everybody. So, and I'm very honest, for me and potentially you, we're a further end of the spectrum from how lean and in shape we've been. And if we kind of come away from that, we might go, oh, I'm not in shape. We're having to be like, are you daft? Look at you. Mm. And I get that from everyone. So my perception of my own being in shape is that, but not as far, but closer to, where mm. someone else might be just, that they can fit into a size 10 skirt, that they can fit into a medium, large men's top, not 3XL, that it's not hold hand, they're not pulling it down. And if I go, if you look in the mirror and go, I like what I see, when I'm sleeping with my partner, I'm not asking them to turn the light off. Mm. That's mm. you. I'm not then going to go, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. You're oh, I'm so for that, definitely. Yeah, I think that's the best way of, of actually picturing it as well. It's like, if you, if you can literally look at yourself in the mirror naked, which to a lot of people, that, that actually would probably make them cringe and actually, yeah. you know, be happy with what you, what you see and you look back on. You, you've done the right job. Like, you are... 
And I think it's, it's hard because, like you say, people are always going to have different expectations. Like, I know a lot of the guys that, that, that I work with, similar to you, I've seen some of your results recently, which has been pretty fucking good. Like, to a lot of guys, it, it is, you know, it is about having that six-pack. I don't think that's bad. But some guys, don't get me wrong, it's not. I know some coaches that, you know, work with guys that aren't. But I think if you if you can have that confidence and you know that, you know, you are happy within yourself, then, yeah, you've, you've done the right job. And that's... I think the biggest thing and there's always going to be different kind of like spectrums with that I think I think you said it before I went to touch back on it about pe- what people believe and perceive what it means to get a six pack isn't isn't as intense as they go because certain people will mm. go I had to diet down like this to get a six pack and you might compare that to bodybuilders that go extreme to get extra lean but genetics play a part Eddie Hall may still be in his 20% body fat but he's got abs I have to be sub 10 for my abs to show. Everyone's genetics with abs different. But I know full well, I photo shoots a little bit different. We, we push them a little bit harder. It's a challenge. We want to get them a little bit leaner than normal. But for a normal client that just wants to see some ab definition, you can live life. You don't have to do hours of cardio. No, and it's like choose your preference because a lot of people go, oh, I'm going six hit classes a week. I'm tracking this. I'm having a protein yogurt for breakfast. I'm just not getting anywhere. It's like, too many people deem exercise hard work where the hard yeah. work is as cliche as it is is in the kitchen and i can get oh, clients more yeah. gold the gym i've got two clients that will not go to the gym no matter how much i appraise it from a health standpoint keeping your junks young etc two pounds down every week we can argue the body composition might not change but from a health standpoint risk or fat standpoint mm. we've proven it's nutrition um and, and that's it but for me all I want to see, mate, and, and you'll, you'll, I think we, if you're passionate in the industry like we are, we sit on these calls with, with clients wanting to sign up and you hear some, you, you, some of them start crying, right? And it's mm. like, I just, I just don't like the way I look. I don't, I, you know, and I go, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror, you're mm. not going to want anyone else to look at you. I know I don't even nah. go out anymore. And I'm like, that's, that for me is heartbreaking because I know that you felt, fell into the trap of the industry where people are telling you all the wrong things that you've tried and failed at. And all you do is go, it must be me. Maybe I'm an alien. Maybe I'm just born to be fat. Maybe I'm big boned. Cause oh, apparently, yeah. We, apparently, we have, we have, we have, I've, I've never seen a fat skeleton before. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Big bone. Uh, I used to yeah. have someone in school to say that. He was always a little bit overweight. He was like, I'm just big bone. No, like, at the time, I was like, maybe he is big bone. <laughs> I've never seen a fat skeleton, but um, it's mm. it's it's this this is from the years of the industry. Next generation, mate. Maybe maybe this podcast is watched millions of times. Maybe the information we pull out gets mm. more known, and people start to understand a little bit more realism that there isn't a set way to diet. That there isn't a magic name of a diet. That you don't have to do loads of cardio. That you don't have to do X Y Z. It's finding the best plan to you. And if you are consistent at that and it is in the deficit, it gets to a point where you drop enough body fat to have abs, yet you haven't oh, yeah. killed yourself. Mm. Um, you can argue and killing yourself gets to a point where you're going sub 5% and, and that's then a, a different level from a mindset. It's but different, that's just a different realm, isn't it? Completely like that yeah. level of conditioning. And I always say to don't. normal clients, yeah. unless you're doing a competition or potentially just a challenge for a shoot, there's no, there's no need for it. Um, yeah, but, but you'll probably find that if people are close to that and they've got the bug, 
like Chris, let, let's see where I can go. I feel like oh, I'm yeah. Game but on. the benefit of that is then, wow, I've changed your mindset. When you started with me, you were so unconfident. We've grown yeah. you as a person. You're now hit me with it. I've climbed one mountain. I'm going to climb the next. That, for me, above how they look, is so nice to see that you've created a better, confident, more resilient client that they're willing mm. to take on things that they never in a million years thought they'd do. Oh, 100%. I think that that's like, that for me is, is one of the most rewarding things about this because we see people, it's not just about them getting into good shape and getting abs, like everything improves in their life. The relationships improve, the professional career improves, like everything about them, their confidence, which, you know, m- maybe helps them in the dating scene. So, really their life just improves completely from from taking control of their physique and the thing that again is what i love the most about your physique and your health is that you have got 100 percent control over that like it is always within your control it's, we can go into a recession like we've done in the uk like we can have so much shit we can go into lockdown like there's so much shit in your life that you don't have control over but your physique and your health obviously you know like unless you get a chronic condition like it is something that, that you have got complete control over. So like whenever I speak to people, like you just said there, they're feeling very down and deflated and stuff. Like I always know I'm very happy because I, I mean, same as you, like we know what we do works. We know we can get people into world-class shape. And if they take that responsibility, they know that they've got control over that. And it's something that is down to them. It is on them. Like no one can turn around and say, oh, well, you know, like. And I'll, I'll even go as far as I'll even go as far as the people that, will say, yeah, but what if I've had a, a childhood trauma when I turn to food to, for a coping mechanism? You don't understand the trauma of uh, losing a family member, etc. Totally. But when we say that it's in your control, we don't just mean it's easy. What we mean is it's a decision that you invest in the required help at that position in your life to start your journey. So it doesn't mean that it's going to be as easy for you with this trauma to to deal with food. Not what, mm. what we're saying is that it's in your control to go, I'm not happy. Who do I need to speak to and who can I lean on to at least put my little toe on the starting line and start to change? Whether that change takes five years, whether it takes, takes quickly over two months, when, when people take the wrong aspect of that, saying, well, it isn't easy for me because I, I lost my, my, my child to cancer and you don't understand, I was going to kill myself mm. and this is why I eat totally couldn't couldn't even go to envision how how hard that would be but what is still in your control is getting that foot on the line and looking for the right person to at least start start that starting phase to help you that's the controllable because it still is a decision to do that on top of i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it find that finite percent that gets you onto that help and that for me is why I say it is still your decision because no one's going to pick you up and put you on the start line because you'll just run backwards. You need. Yeah. I think that that's why, like, that is the power, isn't it, of obviously investing in yourself as well because, like, we've spoke about today, giving a pretty good perspective on a lot of these myths. But trying for the average person that's you know maybe has failed a few times in the past to to actually go through the entire process of you know getting to where they want to be with their health and their body. It's pretty hard, like, and, and I think that that's like, there's just, you know, it's invaluable to to find someone and invest in yourself that can just take you through that process and get you to where you want yeah. to be. And a lot of coaches need to get me wrong, hard, but yeah, pa- passion's needed, mate. Like, too many coaches just follow a, a one trip pony. 
if you are not a passionate coach to really help people, those are the type of people you, that you, 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 you'll never be able to help because it's like, you're not sticking to it? Ah, well, all right. And it's like, well, why aren't you sticking to it? Do you need to kick up the arse or do I need to evaluate a little bit more on how I can help you as that individual? Is the plan more too overwhelming for you? Do I need to restructure this? Do I need to look at what makes you tick, etc., etc.? Do I need to have a conversation with your partner and tell them to do one and support you on your mm. journey? Like, there's so many different avenues. But um, obviously, <laughs> standard with me, this this myth podcast has gone into more real life and um, how people are and why they struggle. But um, you know, I think that's good though. Like, it's the value's been we've taken a slightly different path with it all but it's it's been uh of huge value for sure like going into like i think it's good to go into some of the like psychological kind of like understandings of people's behavior i know that's the thing that you're very like well clued up in, in terms of people's behaviors and why they do certain things and it does give a different twist on on it which i think is really powerful yeah and i think to prefer saying it again it probably lines with myths that people believe the basic information like this basic information is going to be the solve of it and it's not it's real life that's going to be the solve of it and better information and implementation you know the the basic myths that we we wanted to discuss and we can reel them off dead quick and have a smile about them, like lemon water will boost your metabolism eating after <laughs> a certain time eating after a certain time will gain more body fat um, yeah Fat will make you fat. Carbs will make you fat. <laughs> yeah, car- carbs will make you fat. What it is is carbs. Carbs are the same amount of calories per gram as protein, but most of the food people pick at is carbs. That's where it gets the bad name. Most people don't go into the fridge and go bit peckish. I'll have a slice of chicken. It's bit peckish. I'll have a biscuit. That's where yeah. the carbs get the bad name. Yeah. TikTok for me, mate, has become a massive, massive, massive platform for misinformation of these types of videos. There's a big thing at the minute of people. Picking out things like dark chocolate, diet coke. Uh, there was one yesterday about like having cold water and um, actually this. You should never do this. It's going to kill you because it's got this ingredient. It's got and it's made and it's like that. You what? What? You're just going to tell people to just stand there and not move? Like yeah. It's you. It's the the ingredient or issue or isn't the issue or the food. It's it's right. all down to the the amount of it or how it's how it's taken or how it, too many people these days are on on social media watching tiktok seeing these videos and going i seen this guy in a blue doctor's outfit which means he knows everything he's on about and he's told me now that dark chocolate's really bad for you i'm not having it and i'm going but you're telling me that while you're smoking a cigarette yeah yeah <laughs> you're telling me that why you booked the, uh, a festival where you're going to take mdma yeah Come on, stop looking at these little myths and misinformation and making out. And obviously, we'll keep this one short. Um, It's like whenever anyone that's not a vegan talks vegan, they think you're attacking them, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. from From a professional standpoint, I have no biased approach to being vegan, vegetarian, or or a meat eater. What my job is, is to advise the pros and cons on both. Most vegans, not every, all of them, I have some very, very knowledgeable vegan clients that do it for the correct reasons. But a lot of them come from out of the rock and, and, and push out misinformation themselves about 
uh, saturated fats and and etc etc and meat is killing you and when you then go but if you remove this from your diet you're potentially deficient in iron and, and and everything that we need within it same people that have poor digestion they go ah oh, i'm just going to remove gluten from your diet and don't realize what they're missing from the diet um, yeah but you the, the it is very very hard to sort of try and promote the information without sounding like you've got a biased approach and I did one a while ago on Instagram. It's like, if you're vegan for the correct reasons, real uh, beliefs, environmental, animal cruelty, crack on. But please, please, please understand that removing things from your diet makes you deficient or can make you deficient. Mm. Make sure that you understand what you're removing and if need be, supplement. I got so it's much so attack. True. So much attack, mm. Chris. It's like, but then I... I, I I was arguing with this, or debating with a vegan, and this 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 guy. I used to work opposite. If if he watches this, and he won't mind me saying it, I won't name him. But that week, getting in and out of his car, he ripped three pairs of pants. From getting in and out of his car, his ass just burst the pants open. So we had some weight to lose, and I'm in the. Five, six weeks after a competition, so I'm still shredded but full as a house. I've got veins out of my biceps while I'm typing on the keyboard. Yeah. And he's going like, well, vegan's better, vegan's healthier. And I'm going, mate, I can see your boxers through your pants because you're not time to go on and change. Yeah. You're telling me that why you're drinking a full sugar can of, diet, a can of Coke while having a vegan sausage roll, poor processed meat and pastry. And I'm like, were, were, how, forget what you've watched on Game Changers. Where do you believe that this is different? And misinformation comes from both parts. Game Changers was a big one for me, however people want to take it. Influence people. I had, a, I had a lot of people off the back of that that, that that started questioning and asking different things and stuff. And I mean, to be, I haven't even, I've not even watched it, to be honest, but it's stuff like that that always rubs people up, you know, a different way and, and, and does get people to start asking questions and stuff about what they're doing and whether they're doing it correctly. I think the difficult part for, for, for our job, mate, is that why would anyone believe what we say compared to anyone else? We are just providing the same information as another guy that's putting a myth out. So how does anyone say, well, is what you're saying a myth? And it's like, I don't have a biased approach to it. What I do is I don't just give you information. I relate it to real life, how it applies to you and your job and your social life. But again, ultimately... Result, 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 result. Here's a client that's not worked with me for, for over a year. Hey, here he is, bumped into him, still in shape. Something must be working, yeah. Yeah, because the ones that just do photo shoots are the ones that just do 10-week shreds. They're our clients in the yeah. end because they've gone to that coach, they've lost weight, a year later they've gained it back and gone, I think I need a new approach. So that's why that's, I say... That's, yeah, that's the straight to me big time, the whole, like, you know, pushing out eight week plans and stuff like that it's i get why people do it it sounds sexy but like you know we know for a fact that even if you can get someone in shape in eight weeks there is zero percent chance that you're going to keep them there for the long run because it's so much about that eight week period it's so like you know they people almost put this diet as like the, the number one most important thing for them for eight weeks and then as soon as that eight weeks is out of the way you know the social life comes back on the professional life comes back on they get back from holiday and like, no one's going to maintain it from, from eight weeks they've of dieting. They've so. not learned how to, right? Not at all. They've not learned how to deal with different times of the year, summer, Christmas. And, and, that, and that's why I think 
um, you know, like having a having a program that's a little bit longer that can teach clients these things is just so so valuable. I think so nine months to a year is a very good time scale. That potentially in that time frame, you will have had events, holidays, birthdays that you can be coached around on how to manage. Um, well, we're thinking of putting up. I'm, I'm people listening to this. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of putting the program up. So I don't know what you at the moment, but we do a sixteen week program at the moment and. What I've seen is that 16 weeks is enough time to get the majority of people that join the program into world class shape. Like we, we, we will get, unless, unless someone is starting in a position where they're maybe a little bit slow off the mark or they are a little bit more overweight, like 16 weeks is a good time frame. Um, but what we've seen is that probably like yourself, we've got a, you know, a good strategy in terms of the journey people go through, but 16 weeks isn't enough time to get people through a diet and then you know into the place afterwards where we're looking at going into the reverse and starting to get them to build a little bit. It's not enough time. So... I almost feel like now, like with our journey, it's I'm promoting something that's not actually congruent to the entire process. So I'm thinking now, as you know, as a, as a business owner, to to put the journey up to six months because I know that oh, right, that might stop a few few people from committing because they might be like, oh, well, I don't want you know, X and X's program is three months, but I know in six months if people commit to the process yeah. that we'll we'll get people that well yeah. result and, and hopefully keep it. It's, it's a fine line from a business standpoint of what do people want they want quick and, and, and easy or do i go real and go where you're at i ain't fixing you in four months can i get you physically looking insane yeah but i ain't fixing you and as no, a real no. passionate coach i want to fix you and i go well i've got a holiday coming up i've got this coming up and i went okay choose what you want you'll get in shape for that holiday go on all the gain all your weight back and then you'll need another coach the year after mm. or actually go, do you know what? I need a life change because I've got 40 years rest of my life to live. <laughs> What's a year out of my life just doing something I've never done before with the right person? Um, and that's that's the difference, mate, that, that a lot won't, won't invest real time. They need to have it short, sharp, quick and sweet above the, 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 the realism of putting, putting a bit more time in. Oh, yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Amazing. Well, look, I mean, we could probably end up talking for a, a lot longer than uh, than what we have yeah. done, but I like to always uh, kind of end it with a similar question to the guests that we have on. So if you were to give that one tip, like one absolute golden nugget piece of advice to people that are listening to this, that are trying to get into shape, like what would that information be? So there's one thing I, I, I say to many people, and there's a, there's a great image that they can probably search on Google it had come up with under different things like don't give up too soon um, and then diamonds and it's a it, it's a picture of two guys um, one's was looks like he's a swing away from reaching these diamonds and one's just started oh, yeah. his journey to go for them yeah, I know um, the, the analogy that I use is that you never know how long it will take you to get to this this end goal and the end goal for me isn't just a physical appearance it's everything that comes with it confidence mindset personal growth growth mindset resilience to life and overcoming things that come at you that dictate your decisions and that no matter what point on the journey you're on you've just got to keep going because if you stop you never achieve it if you keep going you can't fail but just because you see someone achieve it in six months and you're two years in you still haven't worked that on doesn't mean you're not going to get there it just means that you've got to keep digging you might have had different things come at you in life you might have had different boulders you've got you might have bigger boulders to, than they have had to hit that because your life's different. But ultimately, take that analogy that life is life. If you want to achieve something, understand that your journey is individual to you and you've just got to keep going. 100%. It's all about consistency, right? Consistency, never giving up. 
discipline. And support, support, mate. Like oh, yeah. having your circle supportive, the right, the right coach, the right, the right people around you, the right circle. You'll know yourself when when you start to grow and develop. Certain people fade away, new people come in, mm. and 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 that your your goals and drive dictate potentially people around you. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's right. But what what's important is support and valuing in what you're doing. Don't let other people dictate to you that losing weight isn't right. If you value losing weight, keep be true to that value and stick to it. Don't let someone else tell you that that isn't right for you. Same with business, right? If someone says to you, you're working too hard, you need to balance. If you value why you're working hard, stick to that value. So important. I think values is a huge thing. Something that I kind of realized a lot last year about what I wanted in life, what my biggest values were. And it, and it helped me massively in terms of my thinking. So yeah, like we can't have it all. And I think that like you do have to, I, I, I like the term balance. I think that it's a, it's a nice thing to th- think about, but I yeah. also think that you need to be prioritizing different things to make something more successful. Like you can't balance everything in life at the same time. So I think that it's good to no. kind of like put certain things at the front and then, you, you know, balance, like, priorities can change quite often. Like they do, I'm sure for you, like, we don't, we don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but obviously like having another child and stuff, you know, priorities for you probably switched massively. Whereas, you know, when things are a little bit more settled, you probably then go all in on business. You book a yeah. shoot, you go all in on the shoot. So it is about like things switching and changing place. But as long as things don't go too out of control in one area, then I think that the uh, priorities is, is kind of the way it should be. 100%, um, mate. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, mate, it's, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Appreciate the time you've uh, given into this. Yeah, no, we'll have to <laughs> definitely get a, another one in at some point, I'm sure. Or potentially, you said you were looking at getting a podcast going yourself. So Yeah, um, yeah, we, I can. hopefully we can get get on that. I mean, mine was going to be like a local one and video format and that. Um, how that would work from a streaming standpoint, I don't know, but um, it could oh, just nice. be a top up and, and stuff. But um yeah, mate, I've, you know me, I can talk for England. Um, I enjoy sort of my opinion and realism on it. Hopefully it sheds some value to people. Um, I respect you as a, a person and a coach, so it's been it's been sort of a pleasure to come on and, and, and shoot the shit with you, mate. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Where can people find out more about you? Where's uh, the best place to uh, to get you? Like most, mate, Instagram, at JK Physique. Um, yeah, yeah, if you want to hear more more of my words of wisdom and life, that's where it's at. Um, but yeah, if no, you want to hear, like, if you want straight talking, valuable uh, pieces of advice and lessons on a daily basis, then uh, go give JK a follow. I need my own 9 a.m. talk show. I need my own 9 a.m. talk show. Yes. 100%. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Well, um, Guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hope you've uh, taken a lot of value from it as always. If you have, uh, drop a five-star review and also share it on your story and then tag myself and JK. Um, We'd really appreciate it. Um, That's about it for the moment. So I'll catch you guys in the next episode.